0: Hey, it's Neville Medora here with Swipes email for April 7, 2023. Swipes, of course, means swipe wisdom, interesting picture, essay, and a sketch. Let's get started. So I'm not really sure who created this first swipe over here. It's a dentist ad, and it features a bunch of people smiling, and notably, one guy just has like a big gap in his tooth. And it's been reused by hundreds and hundreds of different dentists across social networks and ad networks. So it's almost kind of hard to find the origin of this, but so many places have used it. And it says, why is dentistry important? Because even though he's missing an eyebrow, you don't notice. Uh, The first thing you notice is a smile, sorry. And it's kind of wild because you read this and you're like, oh my God, he is missing eyebrow. You didn't even notice. So people are just definitely, it proves the point that people are looking at his smile more than anything. So I I love this image. I thought it was very clever. Whoever made it should totally get a raise. Here's a piece of wisdom. This is kind of wisdom called the rule of 25, where if you have this much invested, if you want this much money per year. So it says like if you have like $1 million invested per year, you can make $40,000 in interest or $3,300 per month or $110 per day. And that's assuming a 4% interest rate uh, return. And it goes all the way up to $5 million. And it's kind of cool because you could probably just look at this and see like what's possible for you and go, oh, if I make $5 million, I have not much when I'm retired per year, I can make $200,000 a year passively through in, uh, investments. So I thought this was a cool piece of wisdom just personified in a simple little chart. So I definitely stopped and took a look at it. I thought it was really cool. Here's something interesting. This was the equivalent of 18th century Google Chrome tabs. This big wheel with like these books on it that keep the books level, and basically this is a cool device that allowed researchers to read up to eight books at a time, which was you know pretty high tech stuff for the time, especially if you're doing research in different encyclopedias and different topics. Kind of reminded me of a school where you would go to the library and look things up. And it's kind of wild that in our lifetimes, information was retrieved by looking it up in physical books. And that kind of thing is almost inconceivably inefficient now to, to think that like someone had to write a book, print a book, someone near you has a copy of a book, you have physical access to the book, and you look up a piece of information that you hope is in that book. And that that was the system that worked for years and years. It's just almost crazy to think now. But it is crazy to think that 15 years ago, none of these things that we use every day even existed. iPad, Instagram, Snapchat, Airbnb, Bitcoin, Spotify, Pinterest, Uber, WhatsApp, blockchain, Slack, Tesla, Android, YouTube, like all these things just didn't exist 15 years ago. 20 years ago, like stuff like Amazon and Google barely existed. And then what's crazy is, the rate of pace of like these information exchanges and ways of looking up new information are getting even faster. So two years ago, GPT-3 came out, which is the first usable predecessor to ChatGPT. And then only about four months ago, ChatGPT came out. Like that didn't exist, and it's just kind of like been this big splash in the world. So new tools for learning and information retrieval are just getting faster and cooler. Here's a quick picture. Uh, without being too graphic. It's a picture of uh, my toilet at home, but it's not my toilet. It's the control for the toilet. So it has like, I don't know, 10, 15 different buttons on it. And once you go this route, it is hard to go back. So a couple of years ago, me and my brother went to Japan for a few weeks and every single place in Japan had an automated bidet like this. I had sometimes tried them here or there if someone had one, but it took me a few days to get used to it in Japan. But once I got the hang of it, Going back to normal toilets was really hard. So a few months ago, I had to replace a toilet, and I put one of these at my house, and it's totally awesome. It's a brand called Vovo. I did buy it off Amazon, and it's like a full tankless toilet with like the special you know lid and all that kind of stuff on it. And it basically, um, without getting too graphic, does everything for you. It's pretty awesome. And here's a quick essay by David Ogilvy, legendary marketer on how to write. So uh, I actually took, there's a couple of things in here that I was like, there are 10 pieces of advice, but I would distill it down to about six of these. And I'll, I'll list these six right here. Number two, write the way you talk naturally. Number three, use short words, short sentences, and short paragraphs. Number four, never use jargon words like reconceptualize, demassification, attenuatedly judgmentally. They're hallmarks of a pretentious ass. <laughs> totally agreed, David Ogilvy. You don't need to use these words that often, especially if you're just trying to Uh, you know, impress someone. Number eight is if something's important, get a colleague to improve it. So that means just like showing your work and you're writing to someone else. And number nine is before you send your letter or memo, make sure it's crystal clear what the recipient should do. This is a huge problem I see all the time. People don't do it. And number 10 is if you want action, don't write. Go and tell the guy that you want it. <laughs> I tell people in office hours all the time they have uh, someone that they're trying to correspond with that they've talked to and they want to do business together and they're trying to draft up an email proposal. And I'm like, well, if you know this person, why don't you just call them? You can have a back and forth conversation, whereas email is just one way. And an email, oftentimes you're sending them details of a deal and it's almost like an assignment for them, whereas over the phone, it's just so much easier. And finally, today we have a sketch. This cool graphic by Oslin Janice is a great reminder to show the results of your work, not the tools. Now, this is especially important selling where showing the end result is more important. Just remember, someone wants a transformation of some sort. They want you to help them lose weight. They want you to help them write better. They want you to help them schedule more effectively with your software. They want a transformation of sorts. And the specific tools used to get the customer there aren't as important. For example, the customer cares about how a picture and the picture frame look on their wall and how it improves their space. They care less about the type of camera used to take that photo. And so a lot of artists, including copywriters, often want to talk about the writing process or the creation process, when in reality the end customer often doesn't care about that stuff quite as much. It might be important in some areas, but for the most part they want the thing that will give them the transformation and they don't care how it's done. Anyways, my name is Neville Medora. I hope you enjoy the swipe email today. I will talk to you